Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice. Juice, yeah. juice is the juice good. Very good. So good. It is the Cashin' Out Podcast with Anthony Rothman. I'm Scotty Vegas. Mar- Moneyline Mark is uh, enjoying the afternoon off. And uh, I want to talk about a crazy win this last weekend, Anthony, because uh-huh. it, it was one of those that I think I'll remember this one for a long time. You and I always talk about how we always remember the betting losses and all the things that go against us along the way. Well, sometimes it's nice to remember the crazy little things that go your way. And on Sunday night, I had the slide of a lifetime because I had a big parlay put together and it was an 11 teamer and the first 10 all hit. And so I'm heading into the Jets Chiefs final game on Sunday night and all I need is the Chiefs to win the game (laughs) and heading like a lot of people because it was just like an absolute Eight and a half point throw in money line. Yep. Jets suck. No way Mahomes is losing to Zach Wilson. And everybody put it in. Yes. Yes. So it's the last game of my parlay. And I go in and I'm like, well, here's the deal. I am still a little bit nervous. It's in New York. It's the last game. You never know. I've had situations where games that I thought were a lock uh, end up going the other way. So I before the game started, I end up throwing a big hedge on the Jets at plus 10 and a half. I moved oh, the line up. Pre-flop, yeah. get yep. it over a key number, another key number, I guess. Yes, so I wanted to do that. And uh, and then I also, so the game starts and, and the Chiefs end up getting up 17, nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I threw away a big hedge, right? That hedge is dead and gone. The The Chiefs are just going to blow them out of this thing because they were they were just dominant so early. So then weird things start happening. They're in, uh, there's a safety, and uh, then Zach Wilson starts turning into a really good quarterback for uh, about two quarters. And then the Jets actually make this thing scary because it was a three-point game in the fourth quarter. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to lose the original big bet. And so while that's also going on, I decide, okay, well, I got to get more in on a hedge on the Jets plus three and a half. So I have to throw another big number down on on the Jets plus three and a half. And so then late in the game, the Jets have the ball down three and Zach Wilson fumbles the snap and the Chiefs get it. And I'm like, okay, all right, here we go. I feel a little bit more comfortable. And then at the very end of the game, Patrick Mahomes on third down runs. And instead of going into the end zone to win the game by 10, he slides at the one and game over. It's done. And not only does the original bet hit with the Chiefs, but the plus 10 and Mm -hmm. a half hits and the second hedge, the plus three and a half hits. And it is a situation where I ran out of the house and I ran up and down the street because I was just so crazy excited at like 1130. And it went, ended up being a five digit win for me. Anthony. Yeah, no, it's it was t- congratulations. It's one of those great ones uh, that comes together at the end. I never dislike a hedge. I when, when my friends always ask me, what should I do? What should I do? I I I don't have an answer for you. My answer for you is. How risk, what's your risk adverse 
situation here? Like, how much do you want to win? How much would you be happy with banking right now and, and making sure you have something covered? I, I've always looked at a hedge. If you get to the last leg of a hedge, I always look at it as a sign of strength that I've earned the right to guarantee myself a win. Like, I got to this point. I understand what people say, the yeah. old all-in attitude, go big, you know, you know, or go home. I don't, I don't like the go big or go home when it comes to gambling. The whole thing to gambling is having enough capital and keep playing on keep the house's going. money and all of that. And so I, I certainly understand where you were with it. It is hard to pre-flop that game with a hedge because of the team you're betting on. Right. Kansas City on the money line was very safe, you felt. Um, but there's always one game in the NFL that's going to screw you. There's yes. always one. You're just hoping it's not that one. Because if you bet all these individually, they all look good. And listen, the gambling gods don't know that you've, you're you on a parlay. They just know you bet that game. Yeah. And it's just so funny how usually the last leg is like one you can't get over the finish line very easily. Um, and it's so it's cool when you win the hedge and you win both of them. I, I was with you on Kansas City on the money line. I did wind up hedging in-game. I think now, I didn't hedge it. I don't know what the Jets were getting when they were down 17 nothing. I didn't touch that. Yeah, I, I, because, I didn't even look at that Because we were on the right side. There's yep. no reason to, to do that. Um, but as it got closer and it felt like the Jets were going to hang in there the whole way, then I had to grab some Jets money, which turned out fine because of the slide. Yeah. Listen, the slide was the right move. It was very unselfish. Um, I know I heard that a high, high percentage of people – had bet Kansas City and laid the points, which they should have done, and got crushed on that. Yep. Like the books in Vegas, I mean, I can't even imagine being there live, thinking you have all this money on Kansas City laying the eight and a half, and you got a chance to cover that with that walk-in touchdown. And a lot of people would say, well, it's two scores. It would have won the game anyway. We saw what happened with the Jets and the Browns last year when Chubb scored. What you're doing there is, now, it's so rare that, Let's say he scores, and I don't remember how much time it was, like two minutes or one, whatever, what, what it was, one something, under the two-minute warning. It was under the two-minute. So minute. let's say he scores there and they go up 10. So now they have to kick off, and let's just say the rarity of all rarities happens. The Jets run it back for a touchdown. Well, now they have an extra possession with the onside kick potential, and yeah. you're giving them a chance. Sliding ends the game. It's 100% over. 100% over. It's kind of yep. like, you know, Ryan Day talked yesterday about how I didn't know whether I should kick the extra point or not kick the extra point against Notre Dame. 100% you don't kick that thing. 100%. Because if you – because the game's going to be over. Like, a, a run back for a touchdown, if you squib the kick, if Ohio State squibs that kick up two or up three, it doesn't matter – because Notre Dame has to take it back to win the game anyway. Yeah. But if you try an extra point and it gets blocked and Notre Dame runs it back, they've tied the game. Like, that's why 100% you shouldn't have kicked that field goal. Now, yeah. a lot of people covered on that. I actually grabbed for a hot second on Friday, Notre Dame was getting three and a half for a minute. Yes. Uh, and I grabbed it. Okay. Because I just, it was too tough to call that game. And yep. I love the hat, the hook. That I was getting. Now I would have probably bought it anyway. But the fact that that extra point covered the two and a half and got a push for the people that laid the three was incredible. And it turned out to not probably be uh, uh, the, the right decision at the time, even though it was fine. It worked out. Well, it's funny because earlier in the day on Sunday, the Eagles game against the uh, commanders, mm -hmm. I had that as part of the parlay. And the, the Eagles had the ball late, under two minutes to go. 
and they were driving. They were they were about to score, and they ended up scoring a touchdown to go up seven. Right, so yeah. they and, and they left about a minute and a half on the clock. Now they yeah. could have run the clock down, kicked a field goal, and that was it. So they end up get, leaving the time on the clock. And what happens? Washington down. goes down and scores ties with one game. second left in the game. Last right? play, ties well, the game. The very last play. And I honestly thought in that game that uh, Ron Rivera was going to go for two. And they would have had the opportunity then to win it on a two-point conversion. Now, the Eagles won the game in overtime on a 54-yard field goal. But the fact that, you know, the Eagles didn't run out the clock, kick a field goal at the end and win it, basically uh, gave Washington the opportunity to win the game. Kind of, you know, a little bit different because... Mahomes scoring the touchdown would have put the the Chiefs up 10 instead of 7, but still, more would have happened, but this guaranteed the victory. I've seen a lot of stupid things by coaches, and it doesn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense to me on Thursday night when the Lions are beating the Packers by 14 and they're still throwing the football. It didn't make any sense. In fact, even at the end of the game, I think Goff threw for a first down when they didn't have to. They were up two scores. End the game. I don't unless they're trying to work on something. They feel like the game's over. But you're right about the Washington Philly game. I, you know, I never thought about him going for two. And I and you know, I go back and forth on that. Right. And and usually we're playing results. Yeah. Right? Like if if they they go for it and they don't get it, what a stupid decision. You earn you you went all the way down the field. You tied the game. And usually what happens? But they were on the road. And they were, you know, I think if you're at home, underdog on the road, maybe you kick the extra point, you got the home crowd, but then remember, you know, you're a victim of whatever the coin toss is going to say. And, you know, if that team scores a touchdown, I feel like you're kind of in a weird position there. If you're Washington, cause you're two and one, you're playing a division rival. You might beat them anyway. And then you feel pretty good about yourselves. I think if they were like, oh, and three, they probably would have done it. Um, They do get Washington gets the bears and the Falcons next. Maybe those are games. They can stay, hang in there. Um, But you're right. That was, and by the way, they just got absolutely annihilated by Buffalo. That's right. That's right. So I laid the points with Philly thinking, okay, this team's a mess. Yeah. And it just goes to show you the NFL week to week is impossible possible i don't know why i keep doing it it's fun we love the nfl we love to bet on the nfl but there is nothing that i can figure out now there are a few that i felt like i had a good feel on i felt like the jags in london were a good play against atlanta um i did grab the bills you know at home against miami coming off a 70 point performance there had to be a little come down there um, but I thought Anthony Richardson back for the Colts was going to make a difference. I thought that uh, the Saints at home against the Buccaneers would kind of do something, although with Carr, that, that was a problem. Um, I thought the Steelers could put up a fight, a fight against Houston, like 30-6, to six, um, and Stroud just shredding them. Uh, that defense... Nothing makes sense to me anymore. Um, it's amazing the stress. Like you, yeah. you think you go into a game like 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 the Chiefs, Jets, Patrick Mahomes versus Zach Wilson. That you think okay, there's no way. I'm fine. I'm safe. If Zach Wilson doesn't fumble that football, mm-hmm. there's a pretty good chance the Jets win that football game the way they were playing. I mean, and and that would have been one that would have been devastating. So you're right. In the NFL, there's never anyone that is just like, 
an easy layup. Like you feel like you throw in layups. You can't just yeah. throw in NFL games. Now like college, give, you yeah. can. College, you can. Most li- right. I agree with that. Um, as far as money line goes, but you're not getting a whole lot of value. So you got to build up your parlays pretty good to uh, to get any value on big, big, you know, 17 and a half point favorites. Yeah, I got I'll give you a perfect example of why you can still get screwed in college. I think Georgia Tech was playing Bowling, Bowling Green. Green. Yes. Okay? Now, Georgia Tech was a 21 and a half point favorite, I think, yes. against Bowling Green. And they got beaten by 11. Yep. yep. Like, think about it. that's a 31 and a half point swing. And I threw I throw in value. Yeah. Seventeen and a half at home. Uh-huh. Just win the damn game. Yeah. And it messed up a big parlay for me it's, in college. It's so funny you mentioned that because my cousin, I, I've been texting him my my parlays every week. Okay. And I, you know, here's here's my play of the week. And so he took my play and he added uh Georgia oh. Tech to it. He added Georgia's Tech, so that was the yeah. only thing he added because he's yep. like, well, you know, there's no way Bowling Green is, mm-hmm. is going to win this game. He went to Bowling Green and everything. So, And his parlay ended up losing because of it. Because Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. There's a chance of throwing something in and something crazy happening. But, but in college, that's so rare. It is, it's is—it's rare yeah. that that's the case. So but. the biggest throw-in this week in the NFL, I believe, is – the Dolphins at home against the Giants. The Dolphins coming back yep, at home off of the, the the annihilation from Buffalo. The Giants look to be a mess without Barkley. Daniel Jones has a horrible night. Now they have to go on the road to Florida. It's going to be in the high 80s for the game. And you're just wondering whether the Dolphins are just going to absolutely crack them. Or just win the damn game, right? So you could throw the Dolphins. And so my throw-in money liners this week, I think like everybody's, will probably be... Lions just well yeah I think the Lions at home pretty safe against the Panthers you, you kind of wonder when you're betting against a winless team are they when are they going to win that one but I agree with you that's pretty safe and then the Dolphins at home and I think that's it I, there are no real throw-ins this week because I don't even know if I throw in the Kansas City Chiefs at the Vikes I just no, don't know if I would that's do not it. a lock um, it, it's not a lock even though certainly the Chiefs should win that game but Vikings fans will show up for that game um, they're not giving up the division just yet and and then there really isn't anything else. Um, I do see Buffalo beating Jacksonville at home. I mean, Buffalo's at home, but who knows? What about um, tonight? What about the Commanders over the? I mean, how the can Bears? you bet on that, Drek? I, I mean, I honestly, I think that it's safe to probably put Washington in on the money line. They played a really tough game as we talked about against Philly. They're at home against the Bears. Uh, although the Bears did score against Denver, which is amazing, right? They they were showing no glimpses of being able to score that many points, and they did. Um, yeah, I think you'd have to like the Commanders tonight, but I wouldn't be laying five and a half. Yeah, I yeah. think. Oh I, no, way. I think you could put them in on a on a money line parlay and and feel like maybe you could get through. Well, okay, so looking at college now, let's go to Ohio State, yeah. Maryland. Ohio State is a nineteen and a half point favorite, minus twelve hundred yeah. on the money line. Uh, so Sunday before the lines came out, I guessed at this line as being between 14 and 17. And I was, I was, I was surprised at how high it was. Now you were at the Maryland, Indiana Mm -hmm. game, right? You, you, Maryland was in my parlay. So I, I actually caught a little bit of that game and they dominated from start to finish. Your thoughts on can Maryland keep this game close? Yeah, I think they can. I, I mean, close as far as the spread's concerned. Yeah. I think it'd be foolish not to take. In fact, maybe you buy it up to 20 just in case. Um, 
I think or it's move a 19, it to 22 20, and a, Yeah, yeah. You know. Get it over a key number, maybe. Yeah. Get it to 21 and a half, something like that. And I think you'd be okay. Ohio State's what? One, two, and one against the spread. And they would have been one and three if they lose that game against Notre Dame. Maryland, you know, I will say this. They have not played a schedule enough for us to really figure out who they are. Like, we were a little bit worried. Can Western Kentucky score in Ohio State? And look what happened. Ohio State um, killed them. So, but I think Maryland has something here where they've they've played some high-scoring games. It's always nice to grab up three touchdowns with a team that could probably put up 17 points. And I think that's kind of where I'm at with it in my mind. Um, Ohio State is coming off a bye, which is good and bad, right? Um, but I think mostly good that they can reset their emotion. But the one thing that you do try to protect against in this world is the trendy dog. You know, the trendy dog doesn't always – Syracuse, trendy dog. Everyone's taking Syracuse, right? Um, and Duke – did Duke wind up covering – No, were, so that, that they, spread was five and a five half. Five and a half, so they didn't either. They were a very trendy dog. Now, it took a last drive yeah. from Notre Dame to do it. Um, so I balance – I think Maryland's going to be a trendy dog this week is my point. A lot of people on them. And I think a lot of people on them, so I don't know where that spread's going to go. I agree with you. I'd feel safe if I could just buy up Maryland to 21 and a half and and let it ride from that point with a couple other throw-ins and see if you can. But to answer your original question, yeah, I think Maryland's got enough um, in the trenches. I think they've got enough uh, with a complimentary running game to Tungavailoa. It'll be interesting to see if they blitz him and try to force him into some erratic passes, which I, I think they will. But I would be a little bit concerned if you're laying 19 and a half with Ohio State. I just feel like they haven't been a great cover team yet this year. It's hard to know what Maryland is. Like I said, coming off that schedule, Scotty, I and mean, they played Towson and Charlotte and Virginia, and they thump Michigan State and they thump Indiana, but we know what was happening with Michigan State. Um, Indiana might be one of the worst coach teams in America. They fired their OC. Indiana, let me give you a little game scenario. Indiana was never going to win that game, Scott. Mm-hmm. But they were down 21-3, right? So you almost feel, but it's only second quarter. Indiana goes on a great drive, and they get stalled inside, I don't know, maybe the 15 or the 20. It's fourth and six. It's fourth and six. You got a chance to kick a field goal. Get, get it, it to, to two, two scores yep. and try to settle the game down a little bit. It's only second quarter. Yeah. And what does he do? He goes for it. They don't get it. And they wind up getting a stop on the ensuing possession. Um, it's those that he tried a fake punt and deep in his own territory. Um, I just feel like that that's the stupid stuff. I don't, what was the spread in that game? 14 and a half. Yeah. I think it was 14 I think it and was. a half. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, and you know, I was talking to my brother about this. And we were both wrong. We thought, okay, Indiana's, all they've been hearing is how bad they've been against Akron. Like, they've been taking so much crap this week. They should be embarrassed that it took four overtimes to beat Akron. Their bye is this week, so the, the Maryland game is right before their bye. Like, they're going to sink everything they can. And my brother and I sat there thinking, you're whatever their best is, and I don't know what it is, you'll probably get it today. Yeah. And it was the exact opposite. Wow. So maybe Maryland – was just too good for them. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm with uh, Maryland in the points right now. I'm with Maryland in the points. Just based on initially when I was projecting, I thought it'd be 14 to 17. That was where I was, and and the fact that you can get it to 19, I, I agree. If I'm betting this, I'm either moving it up mm-hmm. 
or I'm just taking Ohio State on the money line and putting it with a bunch of other things. Well, and that's so. obviously very safe, too. If, yeah. In fact, you know what I would do? Instead of putting Ohio State on the money line, just maybe at least give yourself something. Lay six and a half or lay two and a half or something. Yeah, yeah. Those get dangerous, <laughs> though. Those get dangerous. Let's say Ohio State's up 13 late, you know, and Maryland gets a, a late touchdown or something, gives it to six. But uh, all right, that is it for this cashing out podcast. Yeah. Next week, we will be back with Moneyline Mark. We'll get back into our cover five picks, uh, we'll build some parlays. This is cashing out.